Welcome to the Swim Upstream podcast, where we talk about intentional living against cultural norms. If you're ready to break out of survival mode and cultivate a more intentional life, then you're in the right place. Find your courage to live differently and swim upstream. Let's get started. Welcome back, y'all. This is Jenny, and you're listening to Swim Upstream. This is the Intentional Kitchen series, and you're listening to episode 10, Fermented Foods, the four Ks. This week, we're going to talk about the other three Ks when it comes to fermented foods. Last week, it was kombucha. This week, you'll learn what the other three Ks are. But first, let's talk about what I'm learning at home. This week, I've been learning more and more about fermenting, not just for people, but you guessed it, for chickens. I am learning how to ferment the chicken feed that we feed our chicks so that they have good gut health as well. One of the main health issues with chickens is parasites. And one of the best ways to guard against that is to give them a probiotic-rich diet. How do we do that? Number one, we ferment their feed. And it's really just a simple process of adding an equal amount of water and feed to a bucket and keeping it closed, stirring it a couple times a day, and then feeding that to them um, once a day instead of leaving feed out all day for them to nibble on. And also feeding them this discarded SCOBY from the kombucha. Those are full of beneficial bacteria and yeast. And they're super great for the chickens. If you don't have chickens, the discarded SCOBY is also great for your compost heap. So that's what I'm learning this week. Last week on the podcast, we introduced the topic of probiotics and then we discussed kombucha and its benefits and how to brew it at home. This week, we're going to talk about other fermented food and drink options and we're going to find out what the four K's of fermented foods are. But before we do that, I want to remind you that this episode is to help you discover what's important to you. To help you find your next step in addressing whatever health issues you're trying to improve or eliminate through diet and nutrition. So as we go through this, think about the issue that you have and see if any of these fermented foods might be beneficial in helping you with your problem. So what are the four K's of fermented foods? We already talked about kombucha. The other three Ks are kefir, kraut, and kimchi. And then we'll talk about a couple other random fermented foods at the end. So last week, we talked about kombucha. And maybe kombucha is just not the right thing for you. Maybe the thought of a slimy scoby growing in your tea grosses you out. Maybe you just want to explore other options for fermented foods. So... Let's talk through the other three Ks. First up is kefir or kefir. I've heard it said both ways and I'm not really sure which one is right. So I use both of them interchangeably. 
There are two types of kefir. You have a milk kefir and water kefir. Both of them start with a grain, but they use different methods to develop the ferment. Um, Yimu's Nourishing Cultures is a great website for any kind of fermenting questions that you might have. They have lots and lots of great information about water kefir and milk kefir, kombucha, and a lot of the other things that we've been talking about. And they have a store that you can go to and purchase either kefir grains, kombucha, scobies, or any of the equipment that you might need to begin to make some of these at home for yourself. So check out Yimu's Nourishing Cultures in the show notes. I'll leave a link there. So let's talk first about milk kefir. Milk kefir is something that we use in making smoothies. I use it in making ranch dressing. I use it as a buttermilk substitution in dips or baking, especially if I'm making like biscuits or muffins. Anything that calls for buttermilk or milk as a baking thing, I can use the milk kefir in its place. You can also um, have it continue to ferment longer than basic milk kefir and produce sour cream with it. Um, And then if you even leave it longer than that, it will make a really soft spreadable milk kefir cheese that is really similar to the soft spreaded cheeses like Laughing Cow or Alouette, except that they're full of probiotic goodness. So, other fermented dairy options that you have would include things like probiotic yogurt. I'm sure that many of you have seen Activia commercials on TV or other ones that talk about how yogurt that is probiotic is good for your digestive health. What you need to do is make sure that you look for live active cultures on the package. If it doesn't say that, it doesn't have probiotic cultures in the yogurt. It can be cultured milk without having the probiotic strains in it. So make sure it says live active cultures on the package. You can also make probiotic yogurt at home and all you need is starter, which is just a little bit of that probiotic yogurt that you got from the store and some pasteurized milk. You don't need ultra pasteurized milk. That won't work. It just needs to be just pasteurized, not ultra pasteurized. I've noticed that the Walmart brand of the gallon milk is only pasteurized, not ultra pasteurized. So that works great. And it's a low cost alternative if you're going to make your own yogurt. And really making your own yogurt just means scalding the milk, adding the starter, and then incubating that mixture. And there's a function on the Instant Pot that helps you do just that. So if you're interested in making your own yogurt, check out the show notes for a link to help you do that. The other kind of kefir is water kefir. Water kefir is a different type of grain. With the milk kefir, what you're doing is the grain 
looks the texture of it is a lot like little cauliflower clumps and it's kind of see-through it's kind of a clear gooey spongy type thing that's textured like cauliflower and you put it in a jar and you cover it with milk and you leave it to sit until it thickens and then you strain out the kefir grains and you use that just like you would milk um, with the milk kefir though um, it's a three to five day process the grains instead are more they're smaller textured more like quinoa they're still kind of clear and spongy feeling but it's smaller grains and for milk kefir you're going to add sugar and the grains to water and you're going to leave it to sit for three to five days and then it's going to ferment and then you're going to use it kind of similar to kombucha where you add fruit to it and you cap it and you let that ferment and bubble and then it makes a really yummy fruit flavored sparkling water drink that is comparable to soda but with probiotic benefits and really a low sugar option it, it uses about half the sugar that kombucha does so about half a cup per gallon but again a lot of that is is eaten up by the bacteria in the drink so that it makes a really low sugar option that is very fresh and fizzy and fun milk kefir um, is one that I've been doing for a while water kefir is one that I'm really anxious to start trying so let's talk about the next two K's kraut and kimchi both of these are going to start with cabbage and brine which basically what you're doing is you're taking chopped cabbage and you're coating it you're adding salt over the top of it and allowing it to um, cause the cabbage to weep water and you squeeze the cabbage and squeeze the water out of it and you continue to do that over and over um, squeezing it and squeezing it letting it sit squeezing it some more until you have enough brine that has come out of that cabbage to completely cover it in a jar and then you put that jar in a off the way spot and you cover it with the brine so that all of the good cabbage is down underneath that liquid and you let it sit and ferment the only difference really with kimchi is that it's quite spicy you're adding a lot of spices to it and it can also be made from other vegetables like radish instead of cabbage if you want to so those are two things kraut and kimchi that you can explore um, to see if maybe they might be a good fit for you when it comes to fermented vegetables while we're on the subject of fermented vegetables there are a lot of other things that you may find when you start to to look for fermented foods on the internet and you'll hear the term lacto-fermented veggies and a lot of those are vegetables that have been fermented that have the lactobacillica um, bacteria in it that causes them to be fermented 
these are things that instead of being pickled with vinegar are usually pickled with a salt brine instead. These can be things like carrot, celery, and cauliflower, like the pickled vegetables that you would find in a anapasta salad. Um, it could be pickled beets or pickled pickles. Um, anything that is normally pickled, which is what we call it when it's um, in vinegar, can usually also be lacto-fermented, which is what we call it when it's in a salt brine. So I'll put some links in the show notes for the kraut and the kimchi and other lacto-fermented veggies if you'd like to explore making those and try some different fermented foods in your own diet. And then the last fermented food that is fairly common is sourdough. And sourdough gets fermented through wild yeast in the flour and in the air. And those things combine and they eat the flour and create the gas that um, it breaks it down to um, create bubbles that help the dough to rise rather than using commercial yeast to do that. And in the process of doing that, the fermentation process breaks down the phytic acid in the flour and makes it easier to digest. So sometimes people who are maybe gluten intolerant are able to eat sourdough bread because that phytic acid has been broken down and it's making those flour molecules easier for them to digest. So, this is a little bit shorter episode, but I wanted to make sure that we come back around to this week's call to action. I want you to remember that the purpose of this episode and last week's episode is not to convince you that you need to be eating fermented foods. It's not to convince you that probiotics are the definite way to go. What it is meant to do is to educate you on how you can impact your health specifically through the choices of using specific foods or specific ways of preparing foods in order to benefit or even eliminate a health issue that you have. So, I'll ask the question again. What is the health issue that you need to improve? Do you have inflammation? Do you have insulin intolerance where you are insulin resistance where your blood sugar um, is really unstable? Do you have diabetes or high blood pressure? And what kinds of things would impact those in a positive way that come from your kitchen? There are certain foods that you can eat. There are certain ways you can prepare foods that can make a big positive impact in the way that we handle these conditions and the way that they affect our daily lives. But the first step is to research and see what your options are. And then from there, you can make an informed decision about 
what you want your goal to be. Why do you want to do it? And where do you want to go with it? And then once you've done that, you can think of one small way that you can begin to incorporate that in your daily life. And then again, remember, we're going to not compare our decision or our food choices or our lives to anyone else. No one else is exactly like you. No one else has the exact unique health circumstances that you do. And so you don't need to necessarily eat the way I do. I don't need to necessarily eat the way your friend does. Your aunt doesn't need to eat the way you do. You need to make the decisions that are best for you and for your body, for your family, and for their health. And then the way other people eat is their own business. So, let's show some courage here. Let's dive into the show notes. Let's go through some rabbit holes and dive deep into the things that we've been learning over the last two weeks. Maybe there's something there that you can adopt. One small change. Maybe from here on out, the only thing you do is start to eat sourdough bread. Maybe the only thing you do from here on out is switch to milk kefir instead of regular dairy. Maybe what you do from here on out is eat more pineapple because it helps your inflammation. Whatever it is, figure out what it is you're trying to impact. What's your health issue? What small change can you make to work towards that? And then have the courage to not only live differently, but eat differently too. Let's talk about it some more on Instagram. Share with me your favorite fermented food. Share with me what your call to action is. Tell me what it is that you're looking to improve. And maybe we can find the answer together. Next week, we're going to dive even deeper and look into how to improve our health conditions with supplements and oils. And I will tell you in advance... I am not a distributor for any essential oil company, so this is not a sales pitch. It's just a mom with some kids and a husband, a few chickens and some cats, who wants to share with you how I've used supplements and herbs and essential oils to help me feel a little better every day in hopes that maybe, just maybe, you might hear something that might make you feel a little better every day too. Or... It might cause you to dig a little deeper and find something that works in your own situation. So join me next week for supplements and essential oils. Until then, have the courage to eat differently and live differently. Just keep swimming. You've been listening to the Swim Upstream podcast where each week we discuss intentional living against cultural norms. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review of iTunes. This helps me be seen and heard by more potential listeners. I'd also really appreciate it if you would share this episode with a friend who might enjoy it as much as you did. As always, we can continue our conversation on Instagram at swim.upstream or on Facebook at Jenny Veliki. 
You can find the links to both of those in the show notes. And remember, the life you live is built on the choices you make. So just keep swimming.